listening to Bose Podcast, the official podcast of Bose Cavern, Ottawa's premier upscale drinking society. Now here are your hosts, Matt and Taylor. Hi diddly do, and welcome to the show. As our lovely announcer just said, you're listening to Bose Podcast, the official podcast of Bose Cavern, Ottawa's premier upscale drinking society. Which I suppose is probably just a fancy way of saying that we like to mix drinks and then, well, drink them. So I'm not Bo. Uh, there actually is no Bo. Uh, we'll get into that a bit further. But my name's Matt LaFrance, and I'll be one of your hosts today. This is our first, and hopefully not our last, episode of the show. And this is also our first foray into the wonderful world of podcasting. So please be gentle. We're learning. Now this is a Simpsons-themed show. Uh, we're all fans of The Simpsons here. And so all the drinks we're going to be presenting will be inspired by The Simpsons. And uh, the format of the show is going to involve us presenting a new cocktail. And then we'll talk a little bit about the drink, talk about the episode of The Simpsons that inspired that drink, and whatever else happens to come up in our conversations. So while we're sitting back here enjoying one of these cocktails, we hope you'll mix one up and uh, enjoy it along with us while we chat. So a little bit of legal disclaimer before we get started. Please enjoy responsibly, and only if you are a legal drinking age. And with that out of the way, let's dive into the episode. So please allow me to introduce my co-host, the incomparable, the irrepressible, and the indomitable Taylor Mitchell. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Matt. Incomparable? Indomitable? I love it. Yeah. Great intro right there. Thank you. <laughs> I think I, I think that really sums me up. I, I, I just came up with that on the spot there. <laughs> totally off the cuff. I like it. You know, with those uh, word-a-day calendars, they help. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we remember to turn the page. But uh, yeah, how are you doing? We're, 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 it seems like we're actually doing this. We're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast. You know, I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, it's we're here and it's it's December and we're, we're having a drink and I feel great. Coming to you from... Um, Canada's uh, national capital for uh, any of our American listeners. It's Ottawa, not Toronto. That's right. And don't you forget it. Uh, Toronto, and- maybe, Toronto may be the center of the universe, but it's not the center of Canada. And- it's also not pronounced Ottawa, as Tucker said. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, we're what, one minute into our podcast and you had to bring up Tucker Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping we would make it a little longer than that. Hey, it's December. There's snow on the ground. It uh, looks very... Um, picturesque there it's, you know. it's looking beautiful outside and yeah. we've got we've got a drink to keep us warm we're gonna have our resident mixologist in to uh, present to us a simpsons inspired cocktail and then uh, we're just going to enjoy that cocktail and maybe have a little talk about the simpsons and whatever else happens to come up i guess i wonder if we should explain a little bit about what bo's cavern is i i think we should but yeah. um i think it would probably be best if we got our uh, our first official guest although he is going to be part of the show but uh, we'll give him an expanded role this time so you get the status of an uh, unofficial first guest he is the creator founder of Bose Cavern, and he is also going to be our uh, our mixologist here presenting various uh, concoctions inspired by The Simpsons. And by virtue of genetics, I happen to have known him all his life. He's my brother, Adam LaFrance. Hey, Adam. Welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's quite an honor to be the first guest uh, for Bose Podcast. The inaugural guest. It's yeah. good to have you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is also uh, my first time ever being on a podcast, so another inauguration for me. Well, you picked a good one to start with. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, glad we could help you pop your cherry. Uh, and, of course, the fact that you're my brother makes that sound really awkward. So. I was thinking that and decided not to go there. 
you decided uh, otherwise. So we were going to ask you about Pod, um, Bo's Cavern. But before we do that, uh, I have one more uh, person to introduce here. We have our our producer, our sound editor, our uh, musician, um, just overall renaissance man, I guess. I, actually, can I'll, I call I'll you, go with that. Can, can I call you Music Man? Sure. Uh, just for short? Yeah, hey, Music Man. Sounds good to me. Well, it does have a name, though. Kevin Ballantyne. So, hey, Hello. Kevin. Hello. Glad to be here. Uh, Our first podcast. We're glad to be here, too, considering it's your home we're uh, recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, and that introduction's out of the way. So, Adam, what is Bo's Cavern? Uh, well, there's a broad question. Well, what is it? Oh, well, I think really it's just, um, at its core, it's just a bunch of friends hanging out, having a good time, which is how it started. It uh, wasn't supposed to be anything. Um, you know, we were just uh, watching The Simpsons, and uh, I thought it'd be fun. Hey, what if I made one of the drinks featured on the show? And uh, that actually was the uh, Irish drink that Grandpa ordered, uh, ordered in the pub, which is uh, whiskey served in a potato, floating in Guinness. And I thought, oh, wouldn't this be fun to try and create it? And um, it just started. It's like, oh, well, what if we, uh, what if we made like a YouTube video? You know, it's so it wasn't. We didn't actually have a goal. We weren't trying to. Uh, obviously, we're trying to make money. We're not. <laughs> this is very profitable. It wouldn't. Uh, yeah, we're not we, making any money off this podcast either. So. Yeah. Well. Day's still young, you never know. But yeah, we just thought, well, I guess the group said, oh, this should be fun. You should make a drink every month, which is a lot of pressure on me, but I'm like, I, I think you'll up for it. I'm like, yeah. And uh, they were like, no, we can we can make this video. And uh, since uh, we have a talented group here, like they were willing to put it all together. So uh, I'm like, yeah, if you can if you can all do this, uh, yes, why the, not? Let's go. The videos are all um, produced and edited by uh, our music producer here, Kevin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm, I'm calling you music man. I forgot that. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Use my yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. I'm, so the, the the first drink you had, you said um, that was the Irish drink. Yes. From uh, in the name of the grandfather, season twenty. But uh, that's not the drink you're uh, bringing us here today, is it? No, it is not. As we all learned from The Simpsons, you can't copyright a drink. So it's been a good opportunity to build off of our our, our love of The Simpsons and our love of alcohol. As I recall, <laughs> I believe that goes back to the Harvey Wallbanger case. <laughs> But and, you combine the best two things in life. Exactly. And our love of staying one step ahead of the law, so that's always... Uh... Exactly. Uh, so where did the term Bo's Cavern come from? Oh, well, um, I uh, wife uh, came up with the name of our group, and of course it's a reference to The Simpsons. If uh, you recall when um, Ruth Powers was given as a um, community uh, a ticket for one free drink at... And uh, he, of course, being the um, frugal person he is, tried to get out of it and claim that it was not Moe's Tavern, that this was Bo's Cavern. And so we took that little, you know, that little joke and we're like, yeah, that... Uh... So it's a three-second joke became the name of uh, this, uh, this little group, yeah. this society. Yeah, like, the Bo- like B-Sharps, uh, you know, uh, a name that sounds funny, but then becomes least funny every time you hear it. And it fit the criteria. And here we are. So that was from uh, Season 4, Episode 8, episode uh, New Kid on the Block, which was written by um, Conan O'Brien. Um, so I guess, in a way... Conan O'Brien is really the the godfather of uh, this society, would you say? I would agree, and I hope he hears that one day. <laughs> I, I do. In fact, uh, you know, I, I would definitely love to get Conan on the show. I know that is completely unrealistic. Are you listening, Conan? <laughs> if we can, uh, you know, manage to get any sort of celebrity guest. Um, I mean, what? Conan O'Brien was, you know, 
a writer for SNL, and then he you know, was writer for uh, The Simpsons for a few years. And I, I don't think he really did anything after that. Like I think you know, drifted around a bit, but <laughs> drifted around, like, kept a low profile. So I, <laughs> Look, I looked for a friend. <laughs> Last I heard, he's living in Burbank. Oh, Burbank, that's rough. <laughs> we should get into tonight's uh, tonight's drink then. So what what have you brought for us? Oh well, I made uh, so um, the Irish drink is the what started it all. But of course, uh, you know that was more like the brainchild. We didn't actually start filming then. You know, and they had the idea. No, we have to actually do a a monthly video. You know, for YouTube. And so it's like, okay, well then, what's the first one we're going to feature? And I thought, well, are we going to make that one? And it's like, well, no. Let's we had that last month, so let's keep it creative, at least for our group, you know. So I uh, had to think, well, what's the most iconic drink from the simpsons you know it's like what's a good kind of starter you know and paul agreed that the flaming mo it's like everybody who watches the simpsons knows the flaming mo although so, although point of order should it perhaps be the flaming homer oh uh, you know what i uh i believe i mentioned that in the video it's like i'm i'm fine with whatever people like to choose you know i don't want to be too political you know i don't drink i'm like i'm fine with flaming mo or flaming homer so we're not coming down on either side of that debate yeah i i su- <laughs> i uh i support both sides you know i, I want it to be inclusive okay and so this is from the episode flaming mo's episode 10 of season three which first aired november 21st 1991 so 30 years ago which makes me feel really old because I actually remember when this episode first came out. Quick synopsis of the episode, for those of you listening who may have forgotten, uh, in the episode, Mo Sislak, owner of Mo's Tavern, is having financial difficulties, unable to pour Homer a beer as his beer distributor has now cut him off. Homer shows Mo how to mix a cocktail he invented, the Flaming Homer, which is made from remnants of various liquor bottles as well as uh, child's cough syrup, and then set on fire. Mo steals the drink, calling it the Flaming Mo, rebrands his bar, and becomes an overnight success. However, at the cost of Homer and Mo's friendship, as Mo fails to share any of the fame and fortune the drink has brought him. In the end, Homer and Mo reconcile after Homer gives the recipe away to a bar full of people, and everyone makes their own version of the drink, costing Mo a million dollars. And everything returns to normal as so often happens on The Simpsons. The rumor is that uh, that episode was a, a subtle reference to the rivalry behind the scenes between uh, Matt Groening and uh, Sam Simon. Hmm. Matt Groening was, of course, the, the, the creator of The Simpsons, but there's some debate about who really helped make The Simpsons a success. Was it Groening or was it Sam Simon? Groening was kind of the outsider here. This was his first uh, foray into television, whereas Sam Simon had cut like his teeth in uh, Taxi and and Cheers. He was the the experienced writer, producer, uh, showrunner. And so there was a lot of rivalry between them once the show became a success. Graining said of Simon that he was one of the smartest writers he had ever worked with, uh, although unpleasant and mentally unbalanced. So there certainly was no love lost between these two. Simon did eventually leave the show after season four and reputedly never watched the show after that, uh, although he continued to receive royalties and maintain his uh, executive producer credit on the show. Inserting that conflict into a plot line is a level of passive aggression that I admire. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the rumor, and it's never actually been confirmed. The closest was uh, in 2013, Sam Simon did on a a podcast say that that may be true. (laughs) Nice hedging. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I, I think there's definitely some truth to that. So the, the idea is that Homer was Sam Simon, the real ingenuity uh, behind the product creation there. And Mo is just graining getting all the credit. I like it. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your drink, Adam. So if you want to make the drink yourself at home, the recipe is one shot blue carousel, two shots of raspberry sourpuss, 
top it off with dragon fruit vitamin water and then uh, high proof rum or anything that's high proof so it'll set on fire and you'll want to heat the rum up first i learned that trick from my mother-in-law and uh, pour it gently on the top i recommend using a spoon so it won't sink to the bottom and add fire and voila you have a flaming mo of course the problem is with a lot of simpson drinks they uh, you know they, they just say a lot of jokes it's like this will be funny let's throw things silly in and so a lot of it doesn't work out in practical real life it's a cartoon and uh so the flaming mo is like well what's in it if you watch the show he just grabs it's he just grabs whatever the last of all of the liquor he has and you see random bottles and uh people have actually um got we have to do some research and people have gone to the trouble they've uh watched it over to see what kind of bottles he grabbed to determine which alcohol is in it, which what is the ingredients to it mm-hmm. and people have done their best to um, extrapolate and they're like well we think this is the most accurate of course the problem is uh the ones that i've seen made it's like uh they're um they're not purple they're brown and they don't light on fire again it's a cartoon they not always accurate and i thought those to me that's the two big criteria it's a purple drink and it's set on fire I always suspected it was the cough syrup that brought out that nice purple hue. Yeah, even still, uh, they add cough syrup. It did not. Uh, it did not turn. It was still brown. Okay. So yeah, um, even yeah, it's uh, with all the ingredients. It seemed almost impossible to turn it purple. So we really had to start. So we really sort of like nixed any whatever possible ingredients he has. It's like we just like no, we're starting from scratch. Do you remember the crates of the uh, the cough syrup? How it said, non narcotic cough syrup. All the C's <laughs> were replaced as K's. <laughs> I love it. That's branding. <laughs> yeah. It's like, shouldn't this non-narcotic not have a very high alcohol content? <laughs> but since it's narcotic with a K, I guess it can get away with it. Yep. <laughs> I love it. And so that brings us to the beverage we have in front of us right now. It, yes. It looks purple. We all know that purple is a fruit. So uh, I said, like, I mean, we were going with, like, the color. So it's like we weren't too mu- worried as much about the ingredients. I'm trying to, like, make it like his drink. So we, um, blue carousel and uh, sourpuss. It's like raspberry sourpuss. So one is red, one is blue. And uh, I remembered from kindergarten, that should make purple. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Good job. And it's, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to, to take something out of, of those early years and carry <laughs> that with you through your life into your professional life. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't think this qualifies as a professional life, but... uh, Well, I mean... So if anyone questions the value of full-day kindergarten, I would just say it can lead to a rewarding lifelong experience in the beverage industry. In the Simpsons mixology world. Mm -hmm. I don't get paid for this, so I'm going to classify it as community service. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think you're serving. Yeah, I think you're I'd serving the so. community. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. you're giving something back. Uh, yeah. I, I believe I say to drink responsibly and in moderation. If not, I'm I'm saying it now. But, there's there's also the whole the Phoebe Buffet rule. You know, sorry to to bring another show into it, but as she so eloquently put it, the more we drink, the less there is for the kids to drink. Well, there you go. I, I like that. Well, I like it. That's true. Uh, I think that you know we're just starting out with this show. It's probably good to establish a philosophy up front. Uh, and our philosophy is that alcohol is the cause of and solution to all, all of life's, life's problems. problems. Yeah. Yep. Although, Matt, I don't know. I don't think we can afford to have a show that has a philosophy. <laughs> I don't know if we can afford to have a show that does not have a philosophy. I mean, you know, we're just heading down that moral hazard road. <laughs> Beautiful. So here we are. And I think the question mm-hmm. that is going to be on people's minds, Adam, is... Um, does it light on fire? It does. Uh, it's not like the show. I mean, they had, you know, a giant burst of, like, orange flames. Real alcohol doesn't burn like that. It's actually a blue flame. And um, the secret is it's like you need something that's high proof, which 
again, like the uh, the mixture that Homer came up with, it's like not high proof cough syrup, but it does not light on fire. <laughs> so uh, the key is, of course, we use high proof rum, and we you have to uh, pour it on top. And um, you have to, it's still, it's tricky, but it does light on fire, as I think uh, we have video proof of that. So. We do. I, it, it does light on fire. It actually looks really cool, <laughs> even with the blue flame rather than the big, uh, big traditional kind of shot that we see in the show. But okay. um, And we so. should say that uh, we're, we're all about safety here at uh, Bose Podcast. Safety is our passion. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so we have functioning smoke detectors. We have a, a fire extinguisher standing by. And our uh, cups here are all laced with asbestos. So um, we're, we're good. <laughs> about those fire extinguishers. <laughs> so you know that filling them is a free service offered by the fire department. That, that's a public service announcement right there. <laughs> Oh, you, if you need your fire extinguishers filled, please consult your local fire. Oh, I, I don't quote me. I'm just quoting The Simpsons. You know, it's uh, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're very big on quoting The Simpsons here because this I, is a Simpsons themed podcast. I do say nay to that. <laughs> You're tough but fair. I, I like uh, you showed a lot of poise on that one. Bottoms up, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. So here's the Bose podcast, our inaugural episode, and to everyone who helped make it possible, and also um, happy 30th birthday to the Flaming Mo. When I, when I saw the purple, at first I thought it might taste like burning, but it's actually quite a pleasant uh, <laughs> sipper. As Mo would say, it's like there's a party in my mouth and everyone's invited. As long as you stir it first, otherwise <laughs> you, uh, unless the alcohol is not mixed, so you're just getting the layers one you, at a time. You get a pretty boozy sip of rum right up top there. But Yeah, so, I, uh, right? that's, I, I always like stir. I, I always stir before drinking. I like this. I, uh, I, I give it my seal of approval. So um, I don't know if anyone's ever been to the Universal Studios in Orlando, but uh, I have not myself. But in part of my research, I found out because they have a Flaming Mo there as well. And I was like, oh, how do they do it? And um, so it uh, appears to be non-alcoholic. I guess they wanted somewhere for the family. And uh, so they use a dry ice to, you know, create like a smoky effect to make it appear like it's on fire. Oh, but they couldn't actually start a fire like we and Billy Joel did. No. It, it's literally the <laughs> opposite. It's very, very cold. I, I no... thought he said they didn't start the fire. A very good point. Yeah, that's true. It well, was Harry Truman, our, Doris Day and the rest. We had our first. Unless you're saying that <laughs> he did start the fire and then claimed he didn't. Well, we didn't start the fire is exactly what someone who did start the fire would say. It, it's true. I, I don't know. Don't arsons like to take credit for their work? Oh, that's true. Yeah. I'd like to point out that we had our very first fact check on uh, the Bose podcast there, you know. That's true. Uh, it didn't take long. We care a lot about facts here. We do. Without facts, it's anarchy. Although facts are meaningless. They can be used to prove anything that's even remotely true. Well, 60% of statistics are made up. <laughs> 40% of all people know that. Um, actually, so Adam, uh, you, you did research in terms of what other people did. Um for the flaming mo i don't know though when it comes to other drinks do you try and like you know stay away from what other people have done or do you want to see what's out there and you know just like do your own spin or do something different i think the goal is to uh recreate every single drink mentioned on the simpsons no matter how obscure no matter how uh forgotten no matter how uh you know unimportant it was the plot just uh any drink they mentioned that's not just a real drink, you know, mm-hmm. just not like, oh, I had a beer or I had a glass of wine. It's like, no, this is a, this is some sort of something they made up for uh, for a laugh. Like, we want to create every single one. So I know um, I have found some of the Simpsons drinks recreated. Uh, usually it's people who, who mix drinks and they've thrown in uh, one or two popular Simpsons drinks in there. Uh, I haven't found anybody who does nothing but makes alcoholic Simpsons drinks. Oh. So hopefully, I, I mean, uh, 
if you're out there, it's like, hey, love to hear from you. But as far as I know, we're unique in this. Yeah, we would love to hear from you if uh, there's anybody else out there uh, making Simpsons drink. Um, so uh, we do have a long list. So uh, we're not near the end. That's what we found out. Um, <laughs> so how, how long has it been now? I mean, we obviously there was a pause in there due to COVID-19. Yeah, I'd actually like to talk about COVID-19, that. COVID-19, what's that? I've never heard of it before. <laughs> I was saying I actually want to talk about that because um, if there, we do have viewers who are wondering what happened, you know, like during the pandemic, because I mean, there's a logic of it's like, hey, well, you know, you're you're doing this at home. So it's like, oh, you have to self-isolate. It's like, we'll just make a video at home because I mean, many even, um, you know, network TV shows, you know, it's like, hey, they can't uh, do an audience, but they like they just like, you know, it's like, we'll find a room, do it in my house. It's like, we'll do the show. And it's like, well, we could have done that. It's like, I could have just been, you know, at home doing the show like by myself and make a drink every month. Well, how much that, fun would that be? Well, that was that, the thing. That's I, actually a good point, though. You weren't doing that. And, you know, so, uh, you're kind of lazy. Uh, I have yeah. a reason. So, so, so what were you doing during those months? <laughs> were you making sourdough well, bread? Oh, well, if you want it, my personal life. Um, well, I actually, um, the first lockdown, it was close to three months. I, uh, I was not working. So it's like, you know, uh, that was my work was shut down. And um, so, yeah, I did actually have some free time. So it's like I did try to fill it up. Um, so I actually got into painting. That was it. like, you know, it's like, oh, I haven't painted in many years. And it's like, well, I have the time now. So it's way off topic. But yeah, that actually um, I really enjoyed. So even though I understand it's like a difficult time for people, but it's like I thought oh, I found some joy because I found actually time to pursue hobbies. It's like, uh, you know, I support that. And I, and I support taking a break from Bose Cavern during that time because, you know, as much as uh, as Bose is about the creativity and, and sharing that creativity, uh, it's really also about it's about community and it's about coming together. Even though we have busy lives, we come together once a month and we we share a drink together. Yeah, and like you may say, it's like oh, it's an you know an internet show, it's YouTube, but it's like well, really, it's about it's like friends, you know, hang out, having a good time. So I'm like, well, if the rest of you can't come over, or I can't go there. It's what's the point? You know, it's like this isn't. Uh, you know, it's like I don't have a late night talk show. It's like I don't have to worry about, you know, ratings, advertisers. It's like, no, we're the main goal is to have fun, you know, with your friends. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, without without you guys, like, what's the point? Exactly. And so I'm like, well, I'm not going to do an original creation until we can all be back together, which uh, fortunately we got vaccinated and we were able to do a first one we did outside. We, we so will say a- right now we are very pro vaccination here at uh, Bose Podcast. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, you know. If any anti-vaxxers are uh, listening, perhaps this is uh, not the show for you. Get vaxxed and party on. Things that weren't controversial when I was a kid, the earth is round and vaccines are okay. <laughs> you're, you're dating yourself. <laughs> I, I, I feel so old. I, I, I never, I can't recall looking at the globe and feel, you know, got irate, got full of anger. So uh, what would you say to date has been the most uh, well-received, the most popular drink on uh, Bose Cavern. Well, it's uh, interesting because uh, I assumed I'm like I know we had a few viewers, some from our group where people know us, and like but we did be able to reach the you know a broader community. People you know we have no we don't know just you know stumbled upon us and watched it, and I hope enjoyed it. And uh, I was actually surprised that uh, one day my wife asked, "Guess how many views the uh, single flum floating perfume uh, serving a man's hats got?" And like I was like, you know, it's like oh, did we get a hundred? Like I thought we actually all oh, got triple digits. And she's like, no, and I'm like. Oh, it's Latin. She's like, oh, no, higher. So, and I kept guessing. And, like, I actually, it took me a while because I want to guess we had uh, 1,300 views, which That's I'm like, cool. I was actually impressed by that because I assume it's like, hey, if we got like over 100, I'm happy. So, that's from uh, Homer's Barbershop Quartet episode, which that's a yeah. great episode. Yeah. And, uh, 
kind of makes me wonder though why people were just randomly searching for you know a single plum floating in perfume served in a man's hat but as i recall the drink was very faithful to the to the show we mm. it was even served out of a man's hat uh that's true we did not use perfume i uh which actually i found out a we are. Uh, we found out that apparently perfume is non-toxic. I wouldn't have guessed. I assumed it was. Uh, it would have been harmful. But uh, I wonder what the drinking process of that was like for Barney's girlfriend. Did she was she drinking the perfume? Did she just want to eat the plum and she wanted the plum to be marinated in perfume? I th- I assume she just wanted to look at it. Eh. I, I mean, think like not? like Bart when he had the lima beans, like he doesn't want to eat them. He just wanted to look at them to see how gross they are. She was ahead of her time. She just wanted to put it on the gram. Yeah, that's it. You know, I mean, uh, you know how many people like, like why eat your food when you just take pictures of it? Probably had a similar thought. It's like, hey, just looking at something. Right so on. I don't know if either of you uh, know this. I'm going to go out here and say that the Flaming Mo is actually a Canadian drink because the episode Flaming Mo's was written by a Canadian. It was written really? by uh, Robert Cohen, who was born in Calgary. That was the only episode of The Simpsons he wrote. Really? A one and done? Uh, yeah. However, his uh, his brother, uh, Joel, started writing for The Simpsons in uh, 2001 and uh, is still writing. He's written uh, over 30 episodes, was a consultant on The Simpsons movie, and uh, has even written some of the um, Simpsons shorts that have appeared on um, uh, Disney Plus there, like uh, The Force Awakens from a Nap or the uh, plus Aversary, which was for the <laughs> Disney Plus day. But uh, yeah, uh, I think based on that, we can say that the Flaming Mo is Canadian because uh, it has nothing to do with the uh, you know Canadian insecurity that we just have to like you know claim ownership of. <laughs> Canadians always know what else is Canadian and who else is Canadian. Yeah. It's a it's a point of pride. Like for example, I can say how the Hawaiian pizza is Canadian. It was invented by a Canadian. Invented by Sam Panopoulos, born in Greece, but immigrated to Canada in his 20s, invented the Hawaiian pizza at his restaurant in Chatham, Ontario in 1962. A little bit of Canada's heritage moment right there. But I have yet been able to determine if the Canadian pizza was invented by a Canadian. <laughs> It would be so uh, disappointing if it wasn't. But on that note, I think we need to establish something right now. Uh, pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? You know, I'm a no, but I respect opposing viewpoints on this matter. Mm-hmm. What How do you about think? you? What do you think, Kevin? Uh, I'd, well, I'm a no, but I will eat it if it's on it. Adam? It's not my favorite pizza, but I would say uh, yes. I think anything with uh, bread, sauce, and cheese in the right order. I, it's a pizza, so whatever ingredients you want to put on, it still qualifies as a pizza. Well, I, I quite enjoy uh, pineapple and pizza. Um, so I'm going that this is, um, you know, two versus two, you know, it's evenly split down the middle and that we're not going to be able to resolve this uh, conundrum here. It's so the, I think we should debate. all go our uh, separate ways. It's the great debate. We uh, reached loggerheads quite quickly. Uh, <laughs> I assumed it would take yeah. the full hour. On the, fir- yeah, on the first podcast. Now, now let's all split up and go tweet about each other. Okay. <laughs> Actually, something else I wanted to say about uh, the writer of the episode, uh, Robert Cohen, which I found really interesting. Apparently, he was accidentally married to Jeanine Garofalo for over 20 years. How does one accidentally get married? That's a good question. Uh, so as I said before, that. Uh, this episode of The Simpsons was his only uh, writing credit and uh, he also worked on the Ben Stiller show where that's where he met uh, Janine Garofalo who also worked there Um, they got married in Vegas thinking it was just a joke they mistakenly thought that if they didn't register at their local courthouse that it didn't count that it wasn't legal ah 
And then later, when he tried to marry his uh, girlfriend, uh, Jill Lederman, who was a producer on the Jimmy Kimmel Live in uh, 2012, he discovered, no, he and Janine Garofalo were still married. So they both uh, were married for all those years, those decades, and neither of them knew it. You know what Freud says, there are no accidents. Back to the episode there, Flaming Moe's. A lot of Cheers references in that one. I mean, it's an obvious reference, given that this particular episode prominently features a bar. Uh, however, as previously mentioned, Sam Simon was a writer and producer on Cheers, uh, so some of that would have been his influence, particularly the character of Colette, the pretentious waitress, Mo Hires, who was an obvious parody of uh, the Cheers character, Diane Chambers, played by Shelley Long. And like Long, Colette leaves the bar in order to pursue a career in movies. I should note that the character of Colette was originally voiced by Catherine O'Hara, However, for whatever reason, the producers just didn't think it worked. So they actually went with the temp track recorded by Joanne Harris, who did like a spot-on impression for Long. However, it's a real shame because um, O'Hara has yet to appear on The Simpsons in over 30 years. And um, I would definitely say she's one of Canada's national treasures. And if you don't believe me, you should go watch Schitt's Creek. But anyway, I digress. So uh, back to Cheers. I don't know. Did you watch Cheers when you are Younger? I did Here. watch Cheers. And, and one of the things that I love about this episode is the original song they do, the Flaming Moe's theme song. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's, that's that... a classic. I think it's one of my favorite Simpsons original songs. Uh, the um, music and lyrics written by uh, Jeff Martin. It was sung by Kip Lennon, who actually oh. provided the voice of Leon uh, Kampowski in Stark Raving Dad, the singing voice. Yes. For we all know Michael that uh, Jackson. Michael Jackson uh, provided the voice in that episode. However, he was only contracted to speak and not to sing. Yes. So it was Kip who uh, ended up singing uh, Lisa, It's Your Birthday and various Michael Jackson songs in that episode. Was, was, was his voice owned by his record label? I don't know why he wasn't contracted to sing. Maybe they just never thought of it when they signed him up. And <laughs> he, also, he also wanted to try and fool his brother as well, Michael Jackson, to see if his brother would notice that he wasn't the one singing. No, that song is a is an outstanding song. I like that the show did continue making um, other references to Cheers, like in uh, Fear of Flying, where they actually had the cast of Cheers, um, except for Kelsey Grammer, the voice of Sideshow Bob, although his character, Fraser Crane, was animated and was in the scene that had the rest of the cast there. Yeah, when I think back, I think Cheers was like the first show I can remember there being like this big finale for. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, uh, one of those, you know, just one, one of those, those shows like you know, oh, everybody's going to watch the finale, and, and, and one of the water cooler, you know, finales where everybody was talking about it the next day, which well, is something that we don't that, really. I, have I, so I was much in anymore. high school and there was no water cooler. There was dude. no water cooler, but there was lunch break. <laughs> I guess the one before that, but I was way too young. I probably was, I think, one years old. Was Mash? Yeah, no, same thing. But, uh, but I, I was, I was too, too young, young to uh, <laughs> to know what was going on. Yes. Does anybody uh, does anybody feel like that's something that's kind of been lost in the age of streaming where you know, we, we have access to all of these shows that we can watch at our own pace, but people don't kind of collectively experience anything at the same time there, anymore. There were a lot for Game of Thrones, though. Well, so I would say that like, streaming is not all just one dump of like an entire season, that there are some, there are some shows, shows. Disney seems to be very big on this, where they release them uh, once a week. They've been doing that mm-hmm. with the... The Marvel series and the, the Mandalorian, all and, their Star Wars and the series. Simpsons. The Simpsons. The yeah. new Simpsons are released weekly. Um, so there, there are some things like that. Some of the streaming services, uh, Amazon, they, they, they seem to do this. Uh, they they want to try and maintain that weekly audience there. But no, I, I, I take your point there. Um, 
I, I think Game of Thrones, because I was still on HBO and they were still doing, you know, their week releases. That's the last big finale I remember people, you know, talking about. And, of course, nobody was happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it brought back memories to me of Lost. It's like, now you know how I feel. <laughs> I'm thinking of Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it was okay. So, so Roseanne. <laughs> Cheers was the first real big finale I remember. That was followed shortly in high school by uh, Seinfeld, and that one was also disappointing. The, and I think it's just endings cheer, are hard. It's cheer, really cheers. hard. You know, the Cheers one I think was it was, it was lackluster. Okay. It, was, it was mediocre. Like, yeah, it was, but it was, people it was, were kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a disappointment though. And I'm thinking that part of the problem with doing uh, finales is there's a correlation between how long the show has been on and how difficult it is to end it. And so it's impossible, I think, that The Simpsons will be able to come up with an ending that people are going to be satisfied with, if it ever ends. I mean, I, I think it'll have to end eventually well, at some point. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, they're, they're voice actors who, of course, started voicing these characters, you know, 30, 35 years ago. At some point, I mean, they're, they're getting up there in age. <laughs> well, I looked it up, and uh, Harry Shearer, he's uh, 77. Seventy-seven. You know, I, I think it's I think it's certainly plausible that he might want to enjoy his retirement. Yeah, because yeah, he actually uh, planned on quitting a few years ago, and like I'm like, well, I don't, I don't blame him. You know, it's like he probably didn't think, you know, back in the '80s, hey, I'm still going to be doing this yeah. well into my seventies. Or, so, or, or you think about you... someone like Yardley Smith, who started voicing Lisa when she was still in her twenties. It's uh, it's just been her whole professional life, basically. Well, I like that. Um... Dan Cancelletta and uh, Julie Kavner uh, ended up voicing the characters in the shorts for, uh, you know, the, the Simpsons on the Tracy Ullman show because they were cast of the Tracy Ullman show. And the producers didn't want to go out and hire new voice actors. <laughs> so it's just more, oh, you guys, you can do voices? Okay, guess what you're doing? <laughs> and now, you know, almost 35 years later, they're still doing it. Pretty, uh, pretty lucrative gig to just kind of happen, happen your way into. And then, of course, when you know that the show was produced, uh, they brought along Harry Shearer and uh, Hank Azaria, and it's like, yeah, you guys can do like um, 20, 30 voices, right? Like, yeah. if we go back before you're saying Taylor about you know how um, streaming has changed, it, I do, uh, I uh, have mentioned, uh, you know, as a kid, it's like you a show would be on this night, the next day, you would talk about it at school because it, it was you either watched it. Or you didn't. That was it. It was like it was on at 9 p.m. on Thursday. Yeah. That was when it was. But now, of course, you know, you have people. It's like, oh, don't talk about it. You know, I'm, I'm not caught up yet. You know, I'm still on this season. Because even uh, shows are released once a week, you know, it's like you still have the luxury. It's like, well, I can go back and watch it later. And so, yeah, it is sort of the... Uh, I think people are missing that communal experience where it's like, we all watched a show on this channel at this time, yeah. at this night. Yeah, my kids don't understand that at all. Yeah. Um, I would say, though, that you have incentive to watch things as quickly as possible because, you know, of course, in those days we didn't have social media. Now we do. So it is... Spoilers Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It is very <laughs> difficult to avoid them. So it's like if you make the decision to delay watching something, you have to refrain from all social media. That does need to accompany a social media fast. I learned that the hard way with a little book called Harry Potter 6. But at least now you uh, if you fell behind, it's like you can catch up quickly. Uh, I remember like, you know, we were kids. It was you had to wait till the rerun came. Yeah, it's true. You know, if you if you missed an episode because, you know, you had something going on that night, you would be behind. Wasn't yeah, there was no I'll, I'll just binge tomorrow, you know. Yeah. So uh, another thing that I really liked about uh, this episode in terms of the evolution of The Simpsons is this is the first episode where we got 
a big musical act, of course, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. Are you an Aerosmith fan? I'm an Aerosmith fan, you know, in, in the way that I think everybody's a little bit of an Aerosmith fan. But um, I, I love the scene with uh, Joey Kramer and Mrs. Krabappel stolen his drumsticks. That's that one. <laughs> that one's always stuck out to me. <laughs> so there is a uh, scene where, you know, Mo convinces Aerosmith to come up and play on stage. Uh, do you remember how he coaxed them onto stage there? How he coaxed them onto stage. Oh, a little Simpsons trivia thrown in. <laughs> Kevin knows. Free pickled eggs. Free pickled eggs that is correct that line came about because the original line it was going to say i'll give you free beer now as anyone knows about aerosmith the bad boys from boston had a serious alcohol and drug problem through uh the 70s and the 80s in a rock band no imagine that (laughs) i mean aerosmith is very famous for their comeback in the 80s with the uh the back in the saddle tour in 84 but you know they they had their problems joe perry quit in uh, 79 so did guitarist uh, Brad Whitford the band did you know reconcile but you know, based on their uh, their history and the way that after that they uh kind of abstained from drugs and uh, abstained or at least slowed down from alcohol they asked for that line to be changed <laughs> I like it. They they went with something unique. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was a bit of a struggle. Like, well, what else does Mo sell? And yeah. um, I mean, beer, pickled eggs. Is there really a, a third option? I don't know if beer would even work though. Like, if everybody was coming to Mo's for the flaming Mo, who wants beer? It's true. I wonder how much. Like, beer unless you want to chase her. I wonder how much beer he sold during the whole Flaming Mo saga. Apparently, uh, in order to uh, to record this, Hank Azaria flew out to to, to Boston and he recorded uh, his lines as Mo with uh, the band. And uh, this came about because Aerosmith, apparently, they were big fans of the show and they really wanted to be on it. And I think that really speaks to just how much of a phenomenon The Simpsons was that you know, a, a huge band like Aerosmith wanted to be animated and be on the show. And of course, this led to uh, various other bands being on uh, The Simpsons, uh, The Ramones. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Who. Green Day were in the Simpsons movie. The Moody Blues. Uh, yes. The whole the whole plethora of rock stars that was at Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Uh, let's not forget uh, Homer Palooza. Bette Midler. Um, we deserve clean highways. We're Americans. <laughs> How's that working out for them? Is she keeping up with that? Actually, that was the only reason she agreed to appear was that if, if she appeared on The Simpsons, she was going to tell about her clean highway uh, things she was doing. Oh, her and that was the only her project. She went, yeah, she, like she, that was her one caveat that she had to announce or mention the clean highways thing. Well, I say good for her, you know, if you have the opportunity. Yeah, yeah if you have Why it. not promote your good work, you if know? you have a Pro- platform, use it. Yeah. So I mentioned before that um, sort of the idea, like, you know, some of the backstory behind this was the rivalry behind the scenes with uh, Graining and uh, Simon. This was also inspired by, in Los Angeles, a uh, famous place on the Sunset Boulevard, the Coconut Teaser, which started out as Harry's Open Pit Barbecue, changed its name in the 80s after one of their famous drinks, the Coconut Teaser. This was a, uh, maybe not as legendary as places like the the, the Roxy or the Whiskey A Go-Go, but this was a very famous place where a lot of bands got their start, thanks to uh, Len Fagan, who unfortunately passed uh, last year due to COVID at the age of 72. Former drummer in, you'll like this, Kevin, a uh, Sgt. Pepper-themed band. He uh, was known as having the talent to, to, to spot upcoming talent, upcoming singers and bands that were... And he gave a lot of bands their their first real break, like Guns N' Roses, Weezer, Rage Against the Machine, and uh, Green Day. Mm-hmm. Actually, there was a story uh, when Green Day performed there for the first time, they were too young to actually go into the club. <laughs> they had to wait outside in the parking lot until it was their time to go on stage, and then they were escorted in. They did like their 20-minute set, 
and then they were promptly escorted out. <laughs> I, I seem to recall that Green Day were literal teenagers when they were yeah. mm-hmm. first on the scene. Yeah. That, that idea of just a, a place that became transformed by a famous drink uh, was a lot of the inspiration for this episode. The Simpsons really embodied the pop culture of its time and I mean it still does but mm-hmm. s- such a big part of that was was the music and and not just the bands that came on and played like Aerosmith did but also the acts that just appeared in other capacities like Paul McCartney I mean no uh, when we had our, uh, our summer barbecue there uh, we were able to put together a, a bit of a playlist on Spotify of just songs played just within like the first what was it 15 seasons Simpsons and it's like there's some really good songs here definitely mm-hmm. yeah uh, scratched anything by uh, Eric Clapton now that he's just gone completely off the rails. <laughs> uh, well, I shouldn't say just now. I, actually, this was interesting. I just read a piece in uh, the Washington Post on the weekend, and they were talking about his anti-lockdown songs there. And it's like, for 56 years, Eric Clapton has stayed out of politics. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he p- he picks a great time to, to get involved. It's like... Do a little fact checking. You must have somebody who knows how Google works. Otherwise, you would see like when, you know, he went 70s. on his little uh, racist rant back in the, what was it, 74, 75? The whole thing with uh, Enoch Powell there, like, yeah, and there's white supremacy kind of stuff. And it's oh, like boy. the whole rock against racism was created because of him. And it's like, yeah. don't tell me he stayed out of politics for 50 <laughs> years. So, yeah, any music by uh, Clapton. Going out. Let's uh, <laughs> let's ignore him. Pretend he doesn't exist. Him and uh, Van what's Morrison. That, like Van Morrison. Yeah. yeah. I, I I think I saw a post before that was saying like you know uh, Van Morrison uh, managed to uh, live through uh, the civil rights movement and the troubles without uh, penning any uh, lyrics there, but has to wear a mask and suddenly boom, he's releasing three <laughs> albums about it. It's like you know, I just I think that there's just so much great music out there that you just. Don't need to waste your time with people that are, are busy saying stupid things. Totally agree. So I think one thing I uh, am thinking for this podcast that we do a little trivia session every episode. What do you think, Taylor? Are you up for bombardment of trivia? I'm up for a bombardment of trivia. I, I think it's worth noting that, you know, trivia is part of what brought Bo's Cavern together in the first place. I would say the only reason you and I know each other. That's right. Is because of Simpsons trivia. Okay, so uh, our band, sorry, our band. <laughs> We're talking about music. Our trivia group was Good Time Slim, Uncle Doobie, and The Great Frisco Freakout, which was the title of a Troy McClure movie. I can't, for the life of me, remember what your group was. Uh, you'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I believe you also went with Handsome Homer plus however many were in your group that yes, time. Yes, we did. You know, we, we, we floated some different names. We had to see what felt right. But um, but yeah, no. W- w- when I first moved to Ottawa, um, you know, Simpsons trivia was something that I did in my hometown. And it was something that I, I sought out here with yeah. my friend who had, who had moved around the same time. And we ended up uh, we ended up meeting these guys, everybody else that I'm sitting around the table with here. Mm-hmm, yeah. And the rest is uh, is history. Oh, I miss those days. I, I miss uh, James Street Pub. James Street Pub. Mm-hmm. What is it now? It's a bunch of condos. It's a bunch huh? of condos. Yeah. R.I.P. It will. Well, I, don't, I don't know if it's done yet. But. It's now a sales center. It's, it's, it's they haven't least, built anything. Yeah, it's at least the sales center. I, I, I guess I should no complain too much. There, there is a, a housing shortage. Also, urban sprawl is an issue there. So having some condos available in the downtown core. But at the same time. Luxury condos. Uh, yeah, I doubt it's it was affordable housing. Pub. It was such a good it pub. It was such a good pub. And... Um, yeah, cheers to you, James Street Pub. We miss your uh, club sandwich. Yeah, yeah well, and, uh, uh, the the one who ran uh, trivia there, uh, Jeannie. Jeannie. I 
Hey, Jeannie. <laughs> we need to get Jeannie Hope on the show. Hope you're out there. I think we need Jeannie on the yeah. show. Yeah. She, she did, music she did man, the, our producer there, put, put her on the list. She, Pencil it in. Yeah. She did the Lord's work for a long time. Well, I hope she's uh, out there listening to us. I hope so, too. I mean, when it's, uh, <laughs> this isn't live, so. Who else should we be getting as a guest on the show? A bit like that icebreaker there, you know, if you're having a dinner party, you can invite anyone living or dead. Well, in this case, living. You know, we can break it into like, you know, two categories. You know, who's like, you know, your fantasy uh, guest to have on and who's like maybe a little more realistic. So, I mean, like we'll put Jeannie in the realistic column. No, no offense, Jeannie. Jeannie. Jeannie's realistic. You know, I my my fantasy column, it's got to be Yardley Smith because, uh, you know, as a as a somewhat nerdy little girl growing up, Lisa Simpson was a huge role model for me. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, w- I would love to chat with her about that, just what the character of Lisa meant to so many of us. And, of course, she was uh, on the uh, History of the 90s podcast there, the the episode they did about the, the Simpsons. So, great, great show. Which is a wonderful podcast, Kathy Kinsora. And uh, thank you, Taylor, for introducing me to that podcast. I can't get enough of it. And anyone should uh, look up History of the 90s and they're expected to do a special Simpsons episode again. They want everyone's favorite uh, Simpsons episode. So at least that would act. I feel like we should try and reach out to Hank Azaria. He is the voice of Mo. He is. And uh, we are Bo's Cavern. So, you know, it is, of course, inspired by a line from uh, Mo Sislak. And uh, Adam's uh, wife, Amy, I believe Mo is uh, her favorite character, correct? She's not, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and in your videos, you uh, always have Mo in the background there, right? Uh, yeah, if, if you want to know the backstory of that, I actually uh, made that myself, uh, the Mo doll there. Uh, it was a um, Christmas gift for Amy and... Uh, Fortunately, she liked it. Could have been called me cheap, but I'm like, no, she was, uh, you know, couldn't buy a gift. I'm like, no, she was. Uh, the best gifts are homemade. Aren't they? I think, so. yeah, I um, it. I think a lot of people appreciate homemade gifts. It's not for everybody, but I think we've been pretty consistent uh, over the lifespan of Bo's Cavern with the background gags. You know, we've we've always had Mo hanging in, hanging around in the background, and the uh, very Adam's... consistent with the Simpsons, which you know is all about background. Well, exa- exactly. You know, we uh, we're we're very faithful to our inspiration. And the peanut butter jar, the Adam's peanut butter jar. Um, I don't believe it's been there. Ever Every single video, but very early on. Yes. Uh, do you recall ever. the first one it uh, appeared in? Well, I this think, is not something you can Google, so. I think it might have it might have almost been in the first ones, but by accident. Yeah, well, that's what happened. It was I, in I, by accident, I and think then it was we in just... by accident, and then we we noticed it was there twice or whatever, and then we decided to always have. That's uh, I find that's uh, kind of like the humor of the Simpsons. They would just like include things, and I actually remember the line. They're like, "And why is that funny?" And the writer said, "Well, it's not." <laughs> It doesn't matter. It's like if we have if they they yeah. want to put something in, they're just like, hey, let's do this. It's it's not that it's funny. It's that it's there. So while I was thinking of uh, Hank Azaria, uh, he has a podcast too. Actually, I've uh, heard that he yeah. he gives a great interview. I haven't heard his podcast, but I've heard him on on a few others, and he he's very interesting to listen to. So I don't know. Is this the same podcast? He does one where he's in character, one of the characters he created. Okay. Uh, so uh, it's a. Uh, the Jim Brockmeyer show. Jim Brockmeyer was a character he created for um, a few web episodes, uh, Funny or Die. And that ended up being made into a series on IFC for uh, four seasons. It just ended last year. A uh, disgraced former uh, sportscaster who's trying to uh, get back into it after he has like this uh, breakdown on the air after he finds out his wife's cheating on him. But he does the show uh, in character. He does the voice in that. And uh, he's interviewed some of the people who have been on the show. And actually, it's quite humorous. So I don't know if it's that one or... It... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar. I've, I've heard that um, his podcast that I think he's just started recently. I've heard it's quite good. So maybe it's one and the same. 
So I think since we're a um, Canadian-based podcast, you know, here in Ottawa, we are a alcohol-inspired and, and Simpsons-inspired podcast. The perfect guest, sort of the, the trifecta of like, you know, those three streams would be Dan Aykroyd. Ottawa-born Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> who has appeared on The Simpsons as comic book guy's father, posted stamp fella, and of course has his own brand of alcohol, Crystal Head uh, Vodka. We can't get more perfect than that. And you forgot his other big claim to fame. He was in the We Are the World video. Oh, I totally forgot about that. (laughs) You know, we'll have to reach out to Dan there. Dan's people. We'll have our people call his people. (laughs) Do we have people? Uh, I think you're looking at them. Kevin in the room. Producer Kevin over there. Okay. (laughs) All right. So it's on to trivia time, I think. Right? right. Hit me with your best shot. Number one. Are we all answering? No, no, no. for you. Okay, so here are the rules. It's trivia bombardment to Taylor. If Taylor gets stuck, she's able to point to either you or Kevin. However, she can only use one of you once. So she can point to you once. She can point to you once, Kevin. The pressure's on. I really think it might be more of a when Taylor needs help. Yeah. I mean, I, I I just finished, you know, giving my spiel about how much I love Simpsons trivia. For all, as much as I love it, I was never that great at it. <laughs> now, do you uh, feel a bit rusty? Because, you know, we haven't really, we haven't gone to trivia. I do, you know? actually. We, we haven't had trivia in quite a while. So I, I definitely feel a little out of we practice. We had some trivia and at the barbecue. That's right. I forget, that's right. I can't, I can't forget about that. And that actually uh, reminds me, because after um, trivia style, you know, James Street Pub, you know, so... It's not a plug there because they're not, they're turning into a condo. But yeah, we went to trivia there for a long time. It's like after we actually uh, hosted our own uh, trivia at local uh, pubs a few times. That's true. Um, And COVID hit. So uh, that kind of put a little bit of a kibosh on that. Do you, uh, Taylor, do you find you, uh, do you miss that? Is that something that uh, we want to do again? I don't know. Is a group say that, uh, would we want to host another trivia? I like hosting trivia. Um, I, I find that I'm not great at coming up with questions, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not sure that I'm necessarily the best uh, the best contributor to those events that we hosted, but I think they were a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it when we did the trivia in the park. I think that was... Um yeah, I um, enjoyed that. I think, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, I think it's easy for people to join. Of course, uh, it was hard to know for sure who was participating, who was just hanging out in the park sometimes. It was, but. It was our claim to fame that because our, our Simpsons in the Park event made it to Narcity. As a, I remember. A, a cool thing happening in Ottawa. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I never thought I would be on uh, Narcity. Exactly. So, ready, Taylor. Hit me with your best shot. And those of you listening at home, uh, feel free to play along. Test out your Simpsons knowledge. Question one. Courting to the gas chromatograph at the Tipsy McStagger Research Lab, run by Professor Frank. What was the secret ingredient in the Flaming Mo? Love. Correct. <laughs> what does Mo tell Harv Bannister, representative of the Tipsy McStagger uh, Food Emporium? What does Mo tell him to tell Mr. McStagger? Oh, what does he tell him to tell Mr. McStagger? Yeah. Oh, pressure's on me. Uh, I guess they can't see if you wanted to. Um, Adam, take I'm, it away. Uh, I'm, I'm, taking a, I'm taking a stab at it. You know, it's just a shot in the dark. But um, was it uh, tell Mr. Stagger he's all right? Nope. You tell Mr. McStagger he makes one great mozzarella stick. <laughs> oh, okay. oh that's way off. I, I burned my lifeline a little bit early there. So. <laughs> that was only question number two. Let's see how, let's see how this goes. <laughs> okay, question number three. What did the sign behind the bar say? Not the waitress wanted sign. The other sign. Oh, pass. 
Okay. Do you want to answer, Kevin? No, no. Go sorry. for it. No, are go, you using the it. lifeline or do you want to save it? I mean, I mean, there's really no difference between a pass and, and using it up now. Go for it. Oh, wait a minute. If you don't know. <laughs> save uh, your lifeline for later. I'm going to save yeah, my lifeline so for, later. Life pass. for later. The answer uh, is. Can I um, answer? I know my. It doesn't count, count, but sure. You can answer. Was it not the bartenders do it till you barf? Correct. Sorry, you used your lifeline on the wrong one. Okay. Well, what can I this say? This episode featured the first and to date only failed prank call by Bart. Who was the call to? Hugh Jass. First, Better luck next time. <laughs> last name Jass, first name Hugh. What a nice young man. What a nice young man. Question number five. What was the name of Homer's new watering hole in that episode? Ooh, I, I remember the watering hole. They didn't have a clean glass for him. I don't think I remember what it was called, though. It was the aristocrat. The aristocrat. A classy, a classy name for a classy joint. Yes, the 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 interior certainly didn't meet the exterior, or you. Know. Um, well, in the, the words of uh, Otto, that is blatant false advertising. <laughs> he, he did. He did call him Your Majesty. <laughs> That's true. So the next question is: <laughs> When Homer asks for a clean glass, what does the barman say? <laughs> I assume you want the full quote? <laughs> yes, that's true, the full quote in this case. Sure, here you go, your majesty. Or Kelka Shows Kamsa. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Thank you for the hint, Kevin. <laughs> I'll just say I cannot see the questions, obviously, so. You can't. Question the seven. Mayor Quimby declares it Flaming Mo Day. What other day was it? Ooh. So one of Quimby's aides whispers in his ear, that it's a certain day to which Quimby responds. It can be both days. It can be both days. What was the um, other day? I don't know. It was Veterans Day. Veterans Day. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking Columbus Day. I was thinking. I, it, I was thinking it was a name of somebody. I, I, I was thinking. Yeah, I thought it was like Martin Luther. Yeah, day I, I, it's, day it's funny. I was thinking. It, I was thinking Rosa Parks Day. <laughs> well, I was thinking a person as well. I thought it was Colu- so. I'm like Columbus. That's yeah. that's a holiday yeah. for a person. You, you can. It, it's fainter, but you can hear him whisper. It's Veterans Day. <laughs> this one's going to be a bit hard. Well. Name the three covers of magazines. The Moe's picture. There's a little montage of newspapers and magazines. There are three. Oh boy. You don't have to name all three, but if you can name at least one. I don't think I can even name one. <laughs> but there were three of them. So I don't know if anyone else from the uh, Peanuts Gallery here would know. I'll have, that'll be a hard pass. Bartender Weekly? No, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I could guess. Sure, no. take a guess. Go for it. What do you got to lose? We're only on the air with, you know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we have no time. listeners at this point. Time Magazine? I don't know. <laughs> time Lee. Oh, <laughs> Close. Lee, yes, which uh, Springfield Chopper and Bar and Stool Magazine. <laughs> Bar oh. and Stool Magazine. Okay, we've got two more questions to go. So number nine, who were Barney's new friends in the men's room? Armando and uh, Think Baby Beluga. Rafi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was it Armando? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. There's Armando and Rafi. <laughs> Rafi, yeah. another proud Canadian. And our That's last right. question here. Uh, what does Kent Brockman refer to um, refer to uh, Mo as? Kent Brockman gives Mo a, a, a title, a name. Uh, Lifeline Kevin. The Wizard of Wall Street. 
No, the Wizard of Walnut Street. Oh, Walnut Street. Sorry, Walnut Street. Sorry. Correct. My, sorry. Team sorry. effort there. Team effort. Team effort. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved the synergy there. <laughs> Once you got it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that completes our that very first round yes. of Simpsons Ob- trivia. Obviously a reference to the Wizard of Wall yes, Street. That's true. Yeah. Yes, yes. Some good questions there, Matt. I, 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 I thought they were reasonable. That as far as one. hard ones, yes, the magazine <laughs> one was a hard one. Yes, obviously there was difficulty in answering some of them. Nothing humbles me more than around a Simpsons trivia, so I'm glad to participate. <laughs> I think we had a pretty good talk here with uh, our resident mixologist who and- made us some delicious flaming moes. I was going to say, and more importantly, we enjoyed a delicious Simpsons cocktail. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yes. Um, Thank thanks. you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, said quite an honor to be the, uh, you know, here for the pilot. It was the first guest. The, the inaugural, inaugural guest. guest. I, um... uh, unofficial. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that because if we ever actually get real guests, you know, I want them to, you know, have official status. So. Oh, that's, okay. So <laughs> Ouch. A little, little hum, a, a bit humbling there and a little hurtful. Uh, I was Sorry for say- that backhanded compliment there. <laughs> I was going to say I look forward to next time when I'm uh, not um, not a guest but a uh, avid listener. Although I'm don't know how avid now after that uh, little burn that, that <laughs> more maybe more of a reluctant listener. But uh, I still I'll uh, I'll still look forward to the next show. If you're gonna get a burn, it might as well be while having a flaming mo, right? <laughs> Exactly. Well, that does it for us today. We hope you enjoyed the show and uh, responsibly enjoyed a flaming mole along with us. So this recipe, along with other Simpsons-inspired drinks, can be found at Bo's Cavern on uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Matt LaFrance. I want to thank my co-host, Taylor Mitchell, our producer, Kevin Ballantyne, and our mixologist and Bo's Cavern founder, Adam LaFrance, for joining us. Uh, please subscribe for more episodes on Spotify, Google, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. On behalf of everyone here at Bose Podcast, thank you for joining us. And until next time, so long and take care. Bye now.